for me, it was living proof that God keeps his promises. I had waited a lifetime for the hope of the world to arrive. And just when it seemed that the prophecy would die along with me, I heard the cry of salvation coming from, from an obscure little town. The only thing more powerful than expectant hope is fulfilled hope. It gave me permission to die in peace, but more importantly, it gave people everywhere the possibility to live with peace. He was a constant reminder that God does not make mistakes. I didn't believe that at first. He was a threat to my throne. My kingdom had been built by my own hands. And now there was a claim that a child had been born who would be known as the King of Kings. Not if I had anything to say about it. So I went after him. There was no way I would bend my knee to another. A child at that. If he wanted my throne, he would have to do what I did. He would have to take it. He served as the pathway to wisdom and knowledge. Some have called us wise men. Nothing could be farther from the truth. The king used us like puppets to carry out his devious plans. Yet in the midst of our blindness, God gave us a beacon of light, a heavenly compass that pointed us towards an incomparable gift containing the depths of God's riches. To think that we brought him gifts seems so laughable now. He was the gift to us. He was the answer to every question I had ever asked. Why me? How could this happen, you know? What will people think? My journey began with confusion and, and fear. But slowly, with each passing day, I, I came to see the beauty and the blessing of God's presence as my son grew inside of me. It was a strange mixture of human limits and divine love, culminating in that one moment when I saw his face for the first time and I realized God was with us. It was the good news we never knew existed. Every day was the same day for us. When you guard sheep for a living, any distraction is welcome. But that night was more than we could have ever hoped for. The silence gave way to the sacred. The simple gave way to the supernatural. The bleeding of sheep gave way to the crying of a child. For a world in need of joy. For the earth in search of peace. such good news that we could not help but spread the word. The Savior had been born. Do you pray with me? Lord, we do rejoice today. 
on this Christmas Eve morning because we know that a Savior has indeed been born. Lord, we thank you for this beautiful place that you have provided for us to be here today among this community. Uh, so many people here today with so many different backgrounds, so many different journeys we're each on. But Lord, through this life, each one of us are on a search. A search to figure out who you are. A search to figure out if there is something more than this, than this world, than the things that we see and experience on a day-to-day basis. Lord, in our heart of hearts, we want to believe that there is more than this. That there is something that's eternal. That there is something out there that matters beyond this life. Lord, today I pray for each person who is in this room who is still on that search. Who are still looking, just trying to discover what child this is. Who this Jesus truly is. Lord, over the last few weeks we've looked at how the wise men and how shepherds and even how a cruel king named Herod saw Jesus. And Lord, over the centuries, so many people have asked that same question. What child is this? Lord, I pray for each one of us here today who are gathered and those who are listening online that we would find the answer to that question as well. And perhaps that we would find it as we see how Mary, the mother of Jesus, saw Jesus from her perspective. Lord, I pray that you would just be with us here in these moments as we spend some time with you, as we reflect on you, and we ask for you to speak into our hearts and our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Merry Christmas. Glad you could make it today. So let me ask you guys this morning, what makes the perfect Christmas for you? Is it, is it the music? Are there any Josh Groban or Michael Buble fans out there? For me, it's totally about the music. There is something to me about listening to Mannheim Steamroller. I have listened to it for 20 years now. Every Christmas is kind of this thing for me. Every year I have to spend my time listening to Mannheim Steamroller. And I'm sorry, but there is nothing better than listening to Pavarotti sing Ave Maria on Christmas. I mean, that is just like the thing for me. That and listening to Mahalia Jackson sing Silent Night. Like that's, that's, that's it for me. But maybe for you it's not the music. Maybe, maybe it's the decorations or the lights. Maybe it's a, a warm fire and you're in your favorite chair with your favorite kid right there next to you. Just kidding. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be your favorite chair. A sofa would do just fine. <laughs> maybe for you, what makes Christmas perfect for you is knowing that that special someone is going to be there tomorrow. Or is on there, maybe they're here now or they will be here by tomorrow. And that means everything to you. Or for some of you, maybe it's the fact that someone won't be there. That, that's fine too. I know that's true for some of you, right? You know, when I think of Christmas, my mind drifts back to when I was a kid in Georgia, in my mother's and father's home in Georgia. I remember waking up every Christmas morning and my brother Jonathan and I, as soon as we were awake, we would rush into the living room because every Christmas morning there was this spread of gifts out there on the floor that Santa had left us from the night before. And Jonathan had his part of the living room floor and I had mine and the stockings were hung on the fireplace just like the carol says they're supposed to be. They're full of goodies every single Christmas morning. So, I mean, really, there was absolutely no reason to ever leave that spot. All day long. I mean, you just kind of parked yourself there and you were good for the rest of the day. 
I miss those days. Those, for me, that was the best day of the year as a kid. The only unmet expectation as a kid at Christmas was the fact that Christmas actually had to end. But it didn't seem like there was anything that could mess up that day. And then we grow up, right? And expectations change. They, they have to. Maybe you won't get that gift that you've already dropped more than enough hints for and that you're already expecting on tomorrow, tomorrow morning. Or some of you, for you, your expectations are all about having that perfect dinner. And you just expect that that meal is going to be perfect and then tomorrow morning those rolls are going to burn. <laughs> that, that ham that you thought, you know, it's been in that oven way too long already. It should be ready and it's not. Or that Christmas bonus that you have already spent on the swimming pool you found out isn't coming, but instead you're getting a Jelly of the Month subscription. Any Chevy Chase fans out there? All right. Or seriously, maybe, maybe your finances are just way tight this year. Or there's that empty chair at the dinner table that shouldn't be there. And for you, it's going to be hard to get past that, right? Someone is going to get into an argument tomorrow despite how much you don't want it to happen. Someone's going to, get, someone's going to drink a little bit too much again, or someone's not going to show up that you expected to be there. Whatever makes the perfect Christmas for you, it's probably not going to happen. So let's just close in prayer. Heavenly Father, <laughs> just kidding. No, I get it. I'm there. I'm right there with you. Family, family is big for my wife and I. And this will be the first year for Teresa and I in a long time that we won't be with my family or hers on Christmas morning. It's just going to be kind of disappointing for us this year. And more than that, this year hasn't been quite what I expected it was going to be when I started it on January 1st. Things I'm still trying, regrets I'm still trying to let go of from some of the things that have happened this year that have been a little disappointing. You know what I mean? I was stuck there in that spot just a few days ago when God gave me this thought. Christmas is what you make it. Christmas is what you make it. We can make it negative, focusing on the loss, the lack, the unmet expectations. For some people, Christmas is sad every year because of all the unmet expectations. We can focus on the expectations that can't happen, the things of the past that we can't get back, or we can focus on the things that we do have. Look forward and even thirst for good things that God has in store for us in the future. We can hang on to the past. Or we can embrace the future expectantly. If you think about it, Christmas really has a way of reminding us of the imperfect circumstances in life. Doesn't it? I mean, the Christmas story, for crying out loud, is a story of imperfect circumstances. It's a story of unmet expectations. Jesus born in a cattle trough. Right? I mean, I can just hear it. Really, Joseph, you didn't make a reservation. You made me walk 90 miles and I'm nine months pregnant. You're making me have my baby in a cattle trough? No wonder it was a silent night, right? <laughs> <laughs> this couldn't have been Mary's expectations as a first-time mom. But what I think we're going to see from the Christmas story this morning as we look at it afresh is this. That Mary saw in Jesus a new life to embrace expectantly. Her whole expectations about life radically changed nine months earlier, the day that that angel appeared to her in a little village in Galilee. 
And despite the ridicule, despite her fiancé almost walking out on her, there was nothing about that first Christmas that could take that joy away from her. She embraced this new life that she held in her arms and this new life that God would lead her into. And her expectations would never be the same about life again. So turn with me, if you would, in your Bibles to Luke for just a moment. Luke chapter 1. Let's see from the events leading up to that first Christmas, that day that Jesus was born, what happened. Luke 1, verse 26. The verses will also be on the screen if you don't have your Bibles with you. It says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. You see, this passage in Luke 1 is the advent, the the lead up to Christmas. It was the expectation of great things to come. Back then, when, back then, in that day and age, Jewish girls would uh, oftentimes become betrothed to be married at age 12. That was kind of the average age that a, a young girl would be betrothed to be married. And they would be married just about a year later than that. So this Mary was quite young, right? I mean, think about the responsibility this girl had on her shoulders in that moment. And as strange as that is, what the angel tells her that day was even more strange. Look at verse 29. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I'm a virgin. The angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy and he will be called the Son of God. And what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For nothing is impossible with God. Do you see why Mary could have been so taken aback by this. I mean, the angel is telling her of all the mothers that have ever lived or whoever will live, she had been chosen to bring the Savior of the world into the world. God, born of a woman. What child is this? She must have thought. You know, this month at Grace, we've been walking through the story of Christmas and we've been looking at it from this perspective of all these people who are on search for, for Jesus. And they've asked themselves this question in so many different ways. What child is this? Who is this Jesus, really? We've seen how the wise men and the shepherds and even this cruel king named Herod saw Jesus. And you can hear those talks at gracetucson.org slash sermons if you want to pick up and listen to any of those that you might have missed. But imagine how Mary must have seen this whole thing. I mean, this child mentioned in the carol as the one who lay sleeping on Mary's lap as a babe, she realized this was no ordinary baby. 
He was, a, he was born a human with human DNA, yet he, an angel declared that he'd be known as the Son of the Most High. He'd rule, but not from an earthly throne. He'd rule, but not for a few years or even decades, but forever. Mary saw in Jesus a new life to embrace expectantly. And not just the new life that she held in her arms, but a new life for herself that would totally blow out of the water all the expectations she had ever had for her young life. How fortunate I am, she must have thought. You know, a week after Jesus was born, Mary brought this baby to church to be dedicated. And the priest was touched by God that day in a clear yet disturbing way. In Luke verse, chapter 2, verse 33, it says that Mary and Joseph were shocked by what happened there in the temple that day. You see, Simeon the priest took Jesus into his arms and he praised God for bringing the Messiah, the, the Savior of the world. And then he said this. He said, this child is destined to cause many in Israel to fall, but he will be a joy to many others. He has been sent as a sign from God, but many will oppose him. As a result, the deepest thoughts of many hearts will be revealed. And Mary, a sword will pierce your own soul. Not what you expect here at a baby dedication, right? Mary, a sword will pierce your own soul. You see, Mary and Jesus both lived lives of great consequence that included great pain. In the carol, What Child Is This?, we sing, Nails, spears shall pierce him through the cross he bore for me, for you. Hail, hail, the world made flesh, the word made flesh, the babe, the son of Mary. That day, as Mary dedicated her baby, her expectations of motherhood were forever altered. Thirty-three years later, a sword pierced Mary's soul. As she watched a spear pierce Jesus' body hanging on a cross. She watched her son finish what he was born to do. Many of us, when we embrace a life in Christ, we will face obstacles on the journey that we never saw coming. That we couldn't possibly expect. These things have the ability to derail us, to even defeat us if we allow them to. All of us will experience pain and disappointment at times in our lives. We can't avoid it. Those moments are the ones where we have to reset our expectations in order to experience the best that God has for us in this world. Mary had no idea that day when she was face to face with an angel what she was saying yes to, did she? But notice how she responded in verse 38. It says she, she responded... I am the Lord's servant. May everything that you have said come true. And then notice what she said after the angel left in verse 46. Oh, how my soul praises the Lord. How my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he took notice of his lowly servant girl. And from now on, all generations will call me blessed. She told the angel, let it be to me as, as you have said. In other words, take my life and do whatever you want with it, God. It's yours. You say that nothing is impossible? Fine, then. Let's go. My spirit rejoices, and I am blessed. 
When Mary said yes to God, she had no idea what she was saying yes to. But she didn't need to because God, Emmanuel, was there with her. Right? Listen, we can trust with whatever we face in life that nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. We can deal... We can more than deal. We, we can have joy even when our expectations are dashed because God never fails and God never leaves us. That's the promise of Emmanuel. God with us. That's the good news of Christmas. Christmas and even life itself doesn't have to be about unmet expectations anymore. We can instead focus on what we do have like Mary did And discover how blessed we truly are. We can thirst for more and face the future with courage. Just like Mary did. What child is this? I've been asking myself that question over 30 years now. Thirsty for an answer since the day he was born. What did I know then of great and mighty things? I was just a young girl fetching water that day. The stranger appeared to me with these curious words. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. Well, he must have seen the change in my face, that one I now know to be an angel. Do not be afraid, he whispered. He will be great, this child, forever and ever. And he will rescue his people. And that was the exact moment. It was more than curiosity. I was thirsty for more. And I mustered the courage to say yes. And so it began year after year, this thirst. I watched in silence as he was visited by shepherds and scholars They all had stories of angels and stars and grand pronouncements. And I can tell you, I didn't expect any of that when I was expecting. One day, I saw him sitting in the temple, speaking wisdom with men old enough to be his grandfather. And I am awed and thirsty. And the way he would sit at Joseph's feet, silently learning how to work the wood with no complaint. (laughs) And now my boy, he's all grown up. I watch him do and say curious and wondrous things. What else will he say? What else will he do? My baby, my boy, I hear him say, I am living water. Do I drink? Do I dare drink? I can still remember holding him so close, holding him, swaddling him, singing to him. (sighs) Yes, 
I have been the favored one to see him grow up into a man. I can't wait to see what he's going to do next. So many wondrous things. My little baby, my little boy, this man, my God. I can remember that night so clearly, over 30 years now, holding him so close, so thankful to be his mom, yet also knowing, of course, that this would be no ordinary child. I am still thirsty, yes, but I do believe I know where to find the water. So are you thirsty today? Are you expectant? Maybe, maybe you have some disappointments. Some things haven't gone quite the way that you expected them to go. Maybe it's caused you to doubt sometimes if there is a God or if there is why he isn't with you. But he is with you. And he longs for you to invite him into your life in a, in a deeper way for your journey ahead. Just as Mary decided to do the day that the angel appeared. Are you ready to say as Mary did, may it be to me as you have said? Can you muster the courage this morning to say as that teenage girl once said, yes, God, yes. Do whatever you want with me. Mary saw in Jesus a new life to be embraced expectantly. Do you? Friends, tomorrow you have a choice. A choice to make Christmas a day of unmet expectations, a day of sadness or disappointment, or a day of celebration. A day to look expectantly to the future and what Emmanuel has for you. So as one who is honored and blessed to be your pastor and your shepherd, may I be the first to say to you, have a merry Christmas. Amen. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we just come to you today and we confess in our heart of hearts that we want to know that there is something more than this, than this world that we're experiencing right now. Lord, there are so many things that we can look back on this past year and where hearts are filled with joy and expectation and, and, and just rejoicing how they came about and how they're going to lead to what comes next year. But Lord, for some of us, there are those, those dark spots, those, those things that we just don't even want to think about, those things that have disappointed us, those things that have hurt us deeply. And God, sometimes those things can overwhelm us. And everything just becomes about those things. Forgive us, Lord, for those times when we are when our lives are so focused on the unmet expectations. Help us, Lord, to look forward to the future with you, knowing that you are Emmanuel, that you are with us every step of the way, and that the past doesn't have to define our future because the future has you in it with us. If you're here today and you have never said yes to Jesus, if you've never placed your faith and your trust in this God that we are talking about today, 
wouldn't it be an amazing thing for you, a gift for you, for those that, who love you, to know that this is the day that you decided to say yes to God? To let go of the reservations, the concerns, not give them up entirely, but to just trust in the one who is greater than you and trust that by taking this small but huge step of faith in your life that great things are going to happen. If that's you today, I want to encourage you to just pray this prayer with me in the silence of your heart. Heavenly Father, I come to you today and I confess that I need you. Just as Mary did, just as the wise men did, just as the shepherds did, Lord, I need you. And I want you in my life. God, I ask that you would forgive me of all of my sins, all those times in my past where I have not met your expectations, God, where I have gone my own way and done my own thing. God, I ask that you would forgive me of those things and as the Bible says, that you would put them as far away as the east is from the west and remember them no more. Lord, I ask that you would come into my heart as I confess that Jesus is my Lord and Savior. I don't understand what that fully means even now, but Lord, with what I do understand, I put my faith and trust in you. And I ask that you would fill me with your spirit and make me into the man or woman of God that you've called me to be. Lord, may this journey forward, may this journey ahead look so much brighter than even what I've experienced up until today. In Jesus' name.